your Bible, go ahead and open up to Ephesians chapter number 5. And uh, boy, I enjoyed the Sunday school lesson, the adult Sunday school lesson. We uh, wanted to comment on it a little bit more, but our, our time was up. But I certainly appreciate that Sunday school lesson on the King James Bible. Maybe you were in another uh, Sunday school class, but you're, uh, Lord willing, it should be up on our YouTube channel and, you, and Facebook, and you should be able to go back and catch that if you would like. It should be on there. And uh, it, Lord willing, I say that, if our live stream worked. We've had some difficulty with that. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and, uh, and so we are working on that, trying to get that all squared away. I don't know if I'm turned on here. I am not. Let me get that turned on. There's sound guy's back there frantically trying to figure out what's going on, and uh, it's not his fault. I didn't even turn it on. So, uh, But uh, again, I certainly appreciate that lesson. I, I, I love, I absolutely love studying the Bible and studying the uh, the differences, the variations, and understanding why the King James Bible uh, is what we stand for and what we believe. I, uh, I spent uh, hours, uh, thousands of verses studying really the Spanish Bible. And so I, all, all that he taught, uh, I've got all that information in Spanish, but that doesn't help any of you at all. And, uh, and so uh, I certainly appreciate the time and effort that is put into that. I've got in my office lots of books on that, and it's a very important topic, and I appreciate the way he taught on it. Uh, it's important for us to see those differences. And so, again, I encourage you to go back and, and look at that if you have opportunity or uh, interest in that. That's certainly a, a good lesson. Uh, but this morning I want to preach on God's standard for the home. Uh, I started last week preaching on uh, God's standard for the home. And our society has, has really influenced our minds and our thought processes even more sometimes than we realize. I mean, we're constantly being bombarded and instructed uh, by Hollywood, by the news media, by even our co-workers, uh, and people who think it's strange uh, what the Word of God says. And it is strange to them because they have not been taught. They do not know what the Word of God says. And so therefore, society as a whole has greatly departed uh, from the truth of the Word of God. And that is especially true in the context of a Christian home. And so this morning, I want us again to return to God's standard for the home. And I, that's so important that I say that because this is not Shane Rice's standard. This is not Anchor Baptist Church's standard. This is God's standard. It's so much bigger than who I am and what this church is. This is what God says and God has established. And so that's so much more weighty uh, than, than anything else that could be said. Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse number 21. And, uh, and I want to preach on, uh, of course, the relationship of a husband and wife. And the Bible says here in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 21, and I want to read the whole passage because it is a little bit lengthy, but it's so important that we look at this. The Bible says here in verse number 21, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, and he is Savior of the body. 
Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish." So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself and the wife, See that she reverence her husband. And I want to stop right there and, uh, and let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. God, we thank you for your words so clear and so instructive. And God, I pray that you would use me this morning. God, I pray that you would speak through me. God, the importance of the home is so vitally important. And God, I pray that you would... Help us as we, as we look into your word, God, to see uh, how you have set it up and what you have established and, and, God, the importance that you have placed upon it. And, God, I'll certainly thank you for that. I pray that you would just speak through me. God, I pray that you'd use me. God, I pray that you would touch hearts as only you can. And, God, will be careful to give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As we look at this, uh, understand this morning, and I've already stated this, that, that our world and our society, by and large, has turned uh, away from God's Word, and they don't want anything to do with it. Uh, you see that in so many avenues, but it, is, it has been a long-standing thing that has been done uh, against the home. I, I want to bring this out too in verse number 32 because we are not going to touch on this throughout this morning, but the Bible does say in verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Uh, this passage is such a dynamic passage. It really, it deals with the home without a doubt because he's talking and giving instructions to the husband and to the wife. But it parallels just the same as with Christ and the church. And there's great truths and great mysteries that are tied up uh, between Christ and the church. And we are not going to look at that side of it this morning. We're looking at the, the home side. Uh, but understand they are both there and they are both uh, important for us to understand. But this morning I want to focus on the home. And um, I was looking at this and it's a lengthy passage and, uh, and I'm going to, to get through it. I, I thought, boy, I could, I could take one week and do uh, the women and then I could do the second week and do the husbands. And the problem with that is uh, the next week all the husbands will stay at home. 
Um, uh, and, and the wives will be, boy, he got us good, and, and, uh, uh, and they'll all be sick next week. And, uh, and if you do the husbands first, and the wives will all be sick next week. And so uh, I thought, man, I, I'm just going to, uh, we'll hit them all. That way, uh, that way they both hear the same thing, and, the, and both of them can have sore ribs. <laughs> Amen? Amen? The old elbow hitting there. Uh, but, uh, but we're going to look at both of these, and I believe it's, it's important... Uh, the order. Not only have we looked at the establishment, we looked last week at the founding of the home and the fact that God established and ordained the institute of the home. But He didn't only found it and ordain it, He also gave us the roles and the instruction manual for how that home is to operate. I've used this illustration before that uh, I'm, I am one of the manual guys. I like those manuals. I mean, usually if it's something that you put together, I'm pretty mechanically minded. So I do set it aside and I do make my, my, my great attempt and stab at putting it all together. And if I run into a problem, then I will look at the manual. But uh, uh, if it's other things, boy, I like that manual. I mean, I pull it out and I read it and I look at it. Man, it's got all kinds of good information and I've learned. And sometimes people are like, how do you know that? I'm like, it's in the manual. If you just read the book, you'll find out, oh, it tells you that, that this little item does that thing. You just got to read the book. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. And I remember when my kids, uh, when my kids were born. And I remember coming home from the hospital. Uh, kids, we had twins the first time around. So we were, the uh, Lord blessed us. And we just, man, we came home with two. We got a two for one deal, I told everyone. We come home and, and I'm thinking, uh, at the hospital, they, of course, run over the just the real basics. This is how you bathe your child. This is how you feed your child. This is how you change your diaper. And that's it. Have a nice day. And then uh, the first time, you know, something pops up. You're like, man, I, where's that manual for this thing? You know, I mean, what was that that we were supposed to do? And, and boy, they didn't cover this, and they didn't cover that. And listen, uh, really, God has given us an instruction manual for dealing with uh, our children, with our family, with many things throughout this lifetime. If we'll just take the time to look into the manual, you know, the thing that usually we set aside and we don't read. Uh, this manual covers many things. And I want you to notice in Ephesians 5 and verse number 22, uh, we're going to talk here for a little bit about the wife. The Bible says, Wife, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. I want you to know and understand that God has clearly defined roles for the man and the woman, the husband and the wife in the home. Now, society... Uh, thinks that they are absolutely archaic and old and crazy. And society thinks, well, we're, we're new and we're modern, and boy, we know better than what God knows, and so therefore we can do whatever we want. But I want you to understand that God has given us the rules, and He made it very clear here in verse number 22. He says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Now, what does that word submit mean? Well, the dictionary would define it as to yield, resign, or surrender to the power, will, or authority of another. Can I just say this morning that God has established a chain of command in the home. My dad was military my whole life. 
And, uh, and, and if there's one thing that I understand and one thing that my dad taught me, it was pecking order. It was a chain of command. It was that there was authority. And, uh, and I remember one day, my dad was a, uh, was a captain in the Air Force, and I was on base, and, and of course, when other officers see him, then they stop and they saluted him, and, and, and that was normal. And I thought, well, why, why do they do that? And I was talking to my dad about, about saluting, and he said, well, it is, a, it is an order. It's the guy that has the higher rank, then the other person would salute that person. And, uh, and it's important. God has established a chain of command. Uh, one of my favorite quotes that I've heard many years ago, and I, I've used it many times, is that uh, the Bible's, or not the Bible, but the quote goes like this, anything with more than one head is a monster. Boy, there's a good quote for you. Uh, you can bank on that. It's not in the Bible, but, uh, but if you write it in the back in the little margin, then you can say it's in the Bible, but it's not Bible verse, all right? Uh, but but it's, it's certainly a biblical idea and ideology, and God established roles. And he said that, hey, that, that wives were submit to themselves to their own husband. I want you to note those words. Listen, this is not until marriage. Sometimes we have, uh, we have young single ladies in here. And, uh, and listen, if some guy is telling you what to do, hey, if you're not married... Hey, you're not, you are to submit to your parents. That's who you're to submit to. Uh, sometimes guys get to thinking, well, I'm going to tell this lady what to do. And, and listen, until you have taken vows and said, hey, I will, uh, I will submit to you and, and I will allow you to be my authority. And, and, and there's that, uh, of course, all of the vows of marriage that go into that. Uh, listen, you don't have to submit to some guy if you're not married to him. Uh, but after marriage, we understand there is uh, that idea uh, of being submitted. And, and the Bible, notice the words that it uses at the end of the verse number 22, as unto the Lord. Boy, what an important thing. That women would submit themselves to their husbands. Listen, I already stated this, but society hates this. They call it old-fashioned, they call it unfair, they call it chauvinist, uh, but it is a Bible concept. This is not Shane Rice speaking, you can read it right there. Go with me to Titus chapter number 2, save your spot in Ephesians chapter 5, we'll be back there, but Titus chapter number 2, Titus is just before Hebrews. All the T's are together, Thessalonians, Timothy, then Titus chapter number 2, Verse number three, I just want you to see this. We're going to breeze down through this. I want you to see it, that it's written several places in the Word of God. And that's important for us to understand uh, because this is a well-established principle that God is putting forth. Titus chapter number two, verse number three. Look with me there in the beginning. We'll just take context. We'll take the first phrase from verse three, the first phrase of verse four to get to the context. But the Bible says the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. And he's given instruction to some of the aged women in the, in the church. And look at verse number four, that they may teach the young women uh, to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Verse number five, to be discreet, chaste, Keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. 
And I'm just saying that the, the Bible has clearly laid it out that the wife is to submit to the husband. Back in our, our text in verse number 23, uh, 22 talks about being submitted to your husband. Verse number 23, for the husband is head of the wife. Uh, head, just think of that, as in the head of the body. That's the decision-making logical thinking. And, uh, and that's the responsibility that God has given for the husband. And uh, think of this, when you get in the car, um, there is only one driver's seat, there's only one steering wheel, there's only one gas pedal, and there's only one brake pedal. And I thank the Lord for that. Could you imagine, now they have those special cars that, uh, uh, that, that are driver training stuff, uh, the, the, driver, uh, the, the instructor can actually override the other person that's driving, but, uh, but by and large, hey, they, they only have one. And why is that? Could you imagine, it's bad enough on the roads, it, it, it really is, but could you imagine if every car had two steering wheels, two brake pedals, and two gas pedals? Wow, just picture that for a moment. What kind of chaos would that be? You know what it would probably boil down to? That one of the two people would say, I'm not touching the controls. You do it. That's what it would boil down to. Why? Because only one person can really drive that car at a time. Um, and, uh, and, and man, if, if there were two pedals in the car, my wife would drive down the road, and, and, and she's, she's on her phone and she's texting or talking or whatever she's doing. And she's got her phone and, and she looks up and she sees brake lights and she's like, ah! and grabs onto the thing. And I'm like, I've been driving. I'm paying attention. I don't remember the last time that I just voluntarily smashed into the back of another car. It's been a long time. And, and could you imagine if there was a brake pedal there, I mean, we would be locked up. I mean, it would, it, she'd lock them up and, and squeal the tires, and we'd get rear-ended from behind. Um, I'm just saying, that's, that's just, there's only one driver's seat, there's only one steering wheel, there's only one gas pedal, there's only one brake pedal, because only one person can drive that car. God gives us the same illustration that in the house, there is one person that is in charge, that is responsible for that household, and that is the husband, the Bible says. That he is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Now listen, that's not to say that I ignore my wife, because I certainly don't. Uh, you know that I'm terrible at navigation. Matter of fact, my wife has, has helped me get to places I would have never got to on my own. And she does a great job at giving me instruction, you need to turn right here. And sometimes she gets frustrated with me because she says turn right and I turn left. And I'm always going the wrong way. But listen, hey, there can only be one that's in charge of it. And the Bible states that very clearly. And so wives are to submit to their husband. Their husband is to be the head of the home. God ordained that uh, in the beginning. And, and listen, what if, what if your husband's not saved? 
uh, you can just jot this verse down for sake of time, but 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 1 deals with that topic. It says, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Now that conversation is not just talking, but that is the lifestyle and the attitude that they would live their life in subjection to their own husband, and they would say, you know, there's something to this Word of God. There's something that gives order in the home. And so uh, wives are to be in submission. Uh, go with me to this next phrase uh, in verse number 25, the next section rather. And it says, husbands love your wives. Now just let me point out here that there were only three verses that dealt with the wife. There's nine verses that deal with the husband. And so uh, just understand that probably wives are better at receiving instruction than us guys are. Okay, we're a little bit slow and it takes three times the amount of information for us really to get it. Uh, but but just understand, God gave men three times the instruction. And I want you to notice in verse number 25, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. And so he gives us the illustration here. Uh, and I want you to notice in verse 25, it is a spiritual love. The example that he gives is as Christ loved the church. Listen, that is a pure, that is a holy love that God expects of a husband uh, to give to his wife. You think about that for a moment. And listen, the whole idea of that spiritual love is that he would say, hey, I want to be able to take care of that person. I want to help that person. Now, obviously, we are not uh, the Savior of the women, uh, be, be, but it's an example that he's giving, and he's saying, hey, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that is that I would be willing to say, hey, you know what? I love this person so much. I love my wife so much that I will say, sacrifice so that she can have. I'll go without so that she can have. I remember when I was in Bible college, and uh, right after I graduated from Bible college, of course, I was living on my own. I was not married, and uh, we got married shortly after. And, and, and I remember thinking before we got married, I, I thought, it's kind of scary, the responsibility that's coming on my shoulders. I, I remember thinking, you know what, if I don't have money, uh, man, I'll eat a peanut butter and jelly. It doesn't matter to me. But I don't want my wife to have to eat a peanut butter and jelly. I want to be able to provide for her better than that. And I thought, boy, that's kind of a scary amount of responsibility. Hey, that's the love that, that, that God ordains and says, hey, you ought to love your wife with a spiritual, sacrificial kind of love that would say, hey, I want to provide for her. Amen. That's so important. We see that in the Word of God. Listen, that can only be taught and that can be only learned by God. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 7 and 8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of 
God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You think about the love of God. I'll never forget, it was years ago, Pastor Jerry Seiler preaching here at our church. And, uh, and he gave an illustration of love. And he, he so illustrated it so well when he said, uh, you know, he, he had a son that, that, uh, that had um, a mental handicap. And, and he said he just absolutely loved his son. And, and his son uh, just wouldn't, I, I don't remember exactly, just wouldn't ever reach an age and, and, and he would never grow more than that but uh, mentally, but, but he absolutely loved his son. And he talked about how he cared for his son. And he said, he said, listen, that's how God loves us. Man, that, that, that God understands far more than us. God understands all about us. And that God would love us with such a love. And we don't even understand. We don't even realize it. That is the scope and the breadth and the depth of God's love that is so far beyond us. Hey, listen, that's how he says we as husbands ought to love our wives. That we would care about them so much. It's a spiritual, pure, holy love. Look with me in verse number 28. It says, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. It's not just a spiritual love. It is also a, a mental love. That we would say... Uh, the, he gives the illustration there that, that if you love yourself, you know what? When I'm tired, you know what I do? I go to sleep. I take a nap. You know what? I, when I'm hungry, you know what I do? I go find food. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something and I'm going to eat it because I'm hungry. Uh, if I don't feel good, you know what? I'm going to rest. I'm going to do what I need to do so that I get feeling better. And he's saying, listen, you don't even think about yourself. You don't even uh, realize that probably about yourself, but you take care of yourself naturally. But he's saying, listen, that needs to be the natural love of your wife. Uh, listen, it, it doesn't always come as first nature to think of somebody else. It's something that you have to think about. Well, I wonder if my wife's hungry. Well, I wonder if my wife's tired. Well, I wonder if uh, my wife's not feeling good. And, and it's, a, it's a mental process of saying, hey, uh, I, I love my wife, therefore I'm going to think about her, I'm going to think about her needs, and I'm going to place her needs before my own. And listen, the Bible says in that First Peter chapter 3 that we talked about earlier, it references the, this aspect of the, of the husband, rather. It says, likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. Hey, it is a mental thing that you ought to love your wife and consider her in, in your life and in your responsibilities. You know, as a, as a man, the Bible says this. We talked a little bit about differences last week. Listen, God designed men and women differently. And the Bible says that women are a weaker vessel. We understand that. We know that. I, uh, uh, sometimes when I, I travel, um, and, and man, I will, 
I will get in a car and I will drive for 16 hours. I'll drive for 18 hours. I'll do whatever I need to do to get from point A to point B. And, uh, and that's just, that's how I'm wired. And I, I do the same thing for whatever I need to do. I will, I will do whatever I need to do to get done. But listen, I'm not on my own. I'm with my wife. And if I'm traveling with my wife, we might not be able to do 16 hours in a car. She might not be able to handle that much time. She might need to stop. I might have to think about those things and the needs of my wife and say, listen, uh, she might not want to drive down the road eating, eating peanuts and drinking water and skip a meal and, and put more time on the road. She may need to stop and actually eat and get out and walk around and do things. And you have to think about those things. It is a mental consideration, as he says, husbands, uh, in verse number... 28, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. We need to consider our wife's needs. I want you to notice this in verse number 31. The Bible says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Verse 33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. I just want to touch on this briefly. We find first, it is a spiritual love. Second, it is a mental love and consideration and thought process. But thirdly, it is, there is a physical love. Now let me just mention this briefly, but the world has accentuated the physical love above the spiritual and above the mental plane. And that is what the world calls love. You notice in God's Word, He doesn't even deal with it until the third thing. He's saying, hey, you ought to love, the love your wife as Christ loved the church. It is a pure, it is a holy love. But here He does mention that it is part of the marriage uh, vows. And Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 13 and verse 4, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. And just understand that within the bounds of marriage, hey, there is nothing wrong with physical love. It is God-ordained. It is God-blessed. Outside of the bounds of marriage, it is not. It is sin. And the Bible is very clear about that. And so we find that uh, there is a sacrificial love that needs to take, take place. It is a spiritual love. It is a mental love. And it is also a physical love uh, where they are joined and become one flesh. So wives should be submitted to their husbands. Husbands ought to sacrificially love their wives. I want to go back to verse number 21 for a moment because we hit this verse, but I did not cover it. The Bible says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. I want you to notice that this is important, hey, that we are to submit ourselves one to another. And the first and foremost thing is that it is in the fear of God. It requires that, hey, number one, we are submitted to God. I've given the illustration many times, uh, and I don't have it on a screen or anything, but if, if God is up here, and, and a husband is here, and a wife is here, as they go up and draw closer to God, they get closer together. 
The further away from God they get, the further apart they are. But as they draw closer to God, they get closer together, and there is a life there that is drawn together uh, in connection and in combination with God. Hey, we have got to be submitted to God in our lives. It says, in the fear of the Lord. It requires learning and leaning on God for help. I I can't tell you how many times in my life, and I think to myself, God... I need your help. I need your wisdom in this area. I don't have the answers for this. I don't know how to solve this problem. And we have to learn uh, to depend upon God in our life. He says that we are submitted one to another in the fear of God. It is spiritual in nature, that submission one to another in the fear of God. The Bible says in Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. We are to, uh, we're to let God lead us in our life. We need to have a fear and an awe of God. Listen, if you're not obeying the Word of God, hey, there's not a fear of God in your life. You've got to obey the, the Word of God in your life. In simple things, there's so many things that God has given us that we're to do. Then lastly, I want us to think about this idea of the, the verse that says, submitting one to another. As we think of that, we've established the roles that the husband is the head of the home, the wife is to submit to the husband, the husband is to love the wife and consider her and consider her needs and consider uh, her life and, and all of those things. But as we think about this, hey, listen, we've got to be submitted one to another. I, I can't, I should not lead my family and in my home at the detriment of my wife. That would be wrong without thinking of her needs, without thinking of her, uh, her emotions, without thinking of who she is and what she needs in this life. I have got to consider those things. And, and she has got to consider uh, her husband and, and, and the place of submittance. And, and listen, sometimes that's a difficult thing to consider his perspective and what he's looking at and what has to be done. I mean, sometimes it's difficult when in either spot, uh, but this is the roles that God has ordained. And listen, we have to submit one to another. We have to be in the fear of God. And so listen, the Bible is very clear about that. By the way, that submitting yourselves is the same word that's used in verse number 22. And, uh, and so we just need to understand that. I thought of this verse. The Bible says in Philippians 2.4, it says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In other words, that, hey, I have to stop and I have to consider my wife. And I have to consider her needs. And I have to consider uh, her well-being. And I have to consider uh, her life. That's important. Uh, leadership is not just, well, I'm going to do this because uh, God said I'm the head of the home. You can do that. But just understand you're going to run into problems. And, and we, don't, we don't need those kind of problems. Uh, I wrote down in my notes, I didn't say it, but, but God established man as the head of the home. And, uh, and I don't, it's not written in the Word of God, but listen... The wife is the heart of the home many times. And listen, what's this head if the heart's not beating? It's nothing but a five-pound weight, whatever it is, how much ever it weighs. It doesn't do anything. 
If there's no heart that's beating in there, if there's no compassion, if there's no love, and listen, uh, the wife is oftentimes uh, the, the, the compassionate side of the home, and, and the, the, uh, the woman many times thinks with their heart, and they see things, and they see a, a compassionate side to things, and, and so just understand that, hey, we have got to work together to make a home. God has clearly defined our roles. Oh, the world thinks they're absolutely insane. They think, well, that's old-fashioned. That's archaic. Listen, that's what God established. That's what God defined. That's how God expects the home to operate. And just like you cannot have two driver's seats in a car, you cannot have two driver's seats in a, in a home. It, God didn't establish the home that way. And so uh, I hope and pray that that is a help and a blessing. That's God's standard. That's God's design for the home that he established. As we stand to our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, God has designed and established the home for what he has laid out in his word. We've got to follow God's word for the home. Father, I pray that you'd help us. God, it's not always easy. It's not always something that is simple to understand, but God, it's very clear the roles that you've laid out in our home. God, I pray that you'd help wives to be in submission, husbands to be in love, and God, considering their wives and thinking about that. And God, that we would be submitted one to another. And most of all, Father, that we'd be submitted to you and to your authority. God, I pray that you would just bless the homes that are represented here. Bless those that are here. Help them, God, as they strive to go back to your standard for what the home ought to be. God, I pray that you'd bless and encourage and strengthen each person and each believer. Father, maybe there's one here that doesn't know you, and I pray, God, that your, your Holy Spirit would show them their need for salvation. God, I pray that you'd speak to hearts. and We ask it all of these things in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. As the piano begins to play with our heads bowed and eyes closed, if God's spoken to your heart, Take a moment to pray. Maybe you want to come to the altar and maybe you just want to ask God to help you be the, the man that you need to be. Maybe you want to ask God to help you be the, the wife that you need to be. Maybe you just want to thank the Lord for what He has set up and what He's designed. Whatever the need, the altar is open. Maybe you want to pray for your marriage. Pray for your spouse. things to look for. These are things to be 